guys. Welcome to The Mom Voice. This is Lauren and Sarah with episode 55. Lauren, um, my mic smells. What is that? that? I know. We have this like little like meshy like, um, what do we call this thing that goes over it? It's like a foam cover. A noise reducer. Like a kind of, yeah. It it does have a distinct smell though. Every time I get onto my mic, I'm like, oh. I have, oh, it's every time you get on the mic, you think about it? No, it just has a smell. I don't actually. You know what I think it smells like? What? It smells like your house. Shut up! Is it this has, what my house? No, this no, is not it, a like, good smell, no, it Lauren. Has, it has a little bit of like a, um, a Sarah's house smell into the, the fabric here. Don't even go there because we're not at. We don't record at her house anymore, but we forever these mics sat in her office. It's a good smell, Lauren. It's a Waldrum candly smell. Maybe Willis. your mic. Maybe your mic smells different than mine. Oh my gosh. Mine's you guys, I do not like when she brings this topic up. The smells. The have s- we talked about this? We have, haven't we? We have talked about smells. How everyone has smells. a smell. Her home smell. But Sarah's home smell, it, you guys, it varies day to day because she has a strong candle going constantly. <laughs> but there is still her underlining home family smell. And the funny thing too, <laughs> we saw a meme or whatever. And it, we were laughing because of so Sarah. You guys know her obsession with Bath and Body Works and her good smelly yeah. things. We were laughing that like uh, had all the Bath and Body Works like <laughs> um, soaps lined up, and she's like, it said something like, "I've been waiting, I've been preparing my whole life for this." Yeah. Instead, so Sarah, she has like her forty-five <laughs> candles in one cupboard and her sixty-five soaps oh, in the other, and guys. she's gonna smell good and be anti-back clean. Um, but it drives me crazy when you say my house has a smell. It's not a bad thing. It's just an, a, a scent. A scent. It smell is like derogatory. Your home has a scent. But it's I don't good know. Scent. I don't know what it is. I, know, and I don't even know what mine is. I don't know. What mine I don't is think either. you have one. Oh, I think every person. Maybe on the I'm so does. used to you. I don't even smell it. But I, I walk in your home and I don't That's smell the thing. a smell. That's why I think. I think this mic just reminds me of like podcasting. And and my nose is very like sensitive. No, yes, sensitive, but it's also very like memory. Um, yes, sensed, tied to memory, literally. Yeah, like so, it like brings me to a moment or to a thing we're doing or something. And my mic makes me think we're just together oh my gosh I don't oh my know. gosh we're crazy this is not, not what we were talking smell. about we were not supposed to be talking about smells. smells we came in very eager and ready to talk about in-laws you guys yeah and all the things related to in-laws because let's be real we're spending a lot of time with our families right now yeah I think it's like the one safe zone a lot of us can feel like we can be with like our siblings or our parents and therefore maybe some nieces and nephews and so lots of family time um, on the horizon I think it's a trust circle like some a safe zone for you guys and for us as well so but it's in it's in a subject we wanted to touch on for a while because like in-laws it's just a funny and it's also a tricky subject, subject. it's very tricky but I think we could do it in a way well first of all I don't want to get, I have to give the rundown first. Hold on. So let me give the rundown and then we'll get going. Okay. So we're going to talk in-laws. Then we're going to talk on an app that has just been saving our sanity lately. Um, It's an an app that we've used for a long time now, and it's just a great way to stay connected with people all over. Um, We were recently told about a new book series for children that we want to hit on really quick. And then as always, we are going to wrap up the episode with our hits and misses of the week. And I promise they're not to do with coronavirus, right? I know. Like we, I know, we know the world is like literally, yeah, it's outside these four walls. It's just crazy out there, but we have talked a lot about it. We're going to try to talk about some other things, get our minds off things. And and in-laws is a subject we've wanted to talk about for a while. A hundred percent. So before we dive in, I just want to take a moment to ask you to please go um, leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to the podcast and make sure you are subscribed. We might be putting out additional content throughout this whole thing, um, little bonus shows here and there. So you're going to want to be subscribed to get those. And then also, if you don't mind, take a moment and share us on social media. Um, It really does help us. And we are so grateful to anyone who does. We are always looking to grow the community here. And um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the mom voice podcast. Okay, Lauren. Now let's dive in. Let's dive in. Um, In-laws. What I was saying is it's a tricky subject, but I think when we were saying, okay, how are we going to approach this? We were having like a little meeting right before. How are, what are we going to say? And I think everybody has it. We're all in the same boat. And the thing is, is like when you 
marry into a family, you were raised a certain way. You have certain norms and the expectations that are just different. And I think we're all in the same boat to some degree. And you and I are very fortunate. I think we both have wonderful in-laws. Yeah. I, I mean, think we've all scored huge hugely. in the in-law category. And, and, and so it's even funny. We're like, okay, we have to kind of speak knowing that our in-laws most likely will hear this um, episode. And, and not that we have anything even negative to say. No. It's just, it is such a tricky thing because you are merging two different worlds when you get married, two different lifestyles, two different ways of, you know, discipline and raising a child and sense of humor and just so many different things. And they have to merge into one when you and your husband get married and so you guys have to find your common ground yes and isn't it funny though in a weird way in-laws or family per se will be like one of the biggest arguments the roots of so many arguments and it's again not that it's like a bad thing or I don't like his or he doesn't like mine right but it's just the cause of tension and like finding the common ground in a lot of different instances in a lot of different instances and I think in a lot of situations where I've had tension with my spouse due to and when I say in-laws it doesn't even have to be specifically mom Mom and dad dad. right I'm just talking about family right right the family you married into or you know things like that um I feel like a lot of the tension between me and my spouse when I think back to things, it's just like I have expectations of him Mm -hmm. and likewise he does of me with my family. And when those aren't getting met, like Mm -hmm. that's where the tension starts to build a little bit or when I just don't understand the response or the lack of response or um, different things like that. It's just very interesting. So it's very interesting. And, and I think it's even funny to just watch at the beginning of any new marriage, like George's youngest sister just got married. And even just the time management is like a funny thing too, to watch. And like, I can totally remember just back at the beginning juggling and you're, you have to, you're not, you're out of town. You have yeah. a family out of town and a family in town. Yeah. And both of our families are in town. Um, I think time management, meaning like coming the holiday divide, everyone oh, has to deal with that. Yes. Everyone has to juggle that, you know, who spends time where and how much and more and less. And, um, and then even just like maybe you kind of find your own groove, but at the beginning, it's such like a, a dominant, like, well, no, well, we do this tradition, so we need to be there. But then I do this, so how are we going to blend that in? And and just the demand yes. and the change. I mean, it's just a very, and obviously we've been married over like 10 years now. It's totally different now. But um, now it's like, we don't, maybe too much time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's funny because I grew up in a really small town in East Texas where both sets of my grandparents are, so my parents, you know, the in-laws or whatever, right. um, we literally lived within five miles yeah, of everybody. All, all of you, yeah. And so it was like, there was such a blending of, like, the, it was just the whole family. I feel like I've heard a lot of stories when you talk about time management now that I have friends and I've kind of moved out of the small town and all of that, I hear a lot of like, yeah, having to balance the different families and they don't really come together a lot. Like, do you know what I mean? And, um, and that was a weird adjustment or something from uh, not even adjustment because when my mom is in town or my dad's in town, we do see my in-laws a lot. Um, but growing up, it was like both sides so was at everything. So Sunday dinner, like with both grandmas and grandpas? Oh, sometimes. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I mean, I holidays, that. football games, sports, right. like sports, anything. Yeah. I just feel like they were a always invited. It was just like open door. Um, and then, yeah, they were just like always there. I don't know. I would say the one thing that might have gotten tricky is like childcare, right? Because if I'm, speaking openly, I think I felt more comfortable at one particular grandparent over the other. And so I think there might've been some sensitivities there. Yeah. When the kids now, wanted, that, man, that opens you know, a whole can of it, worms. It totally does. Because we both, again, in our current situation from our mothers to in-law, mother-in-law, um, are, we have both one and the other. So one extreme to the other, one that's super available, super willing, super wanting to, you know, help. And then one that has another that has a little bit more restrictive schedule, more limitations, right. not as available 
people. Right. And so it's it's funny because you and I are so similar in this way. And yes. some some girls out there are so lucky to have both and fighting over who gets to watch the kids and sleep over at grandma's. And then some have no help or right. are on their own and right. in-laws or family are not even close to right. even even watch a child or help out here and there. And I, I think about that all the time. I'm even lucky to have a little bit of help because some people are totally oh, on their well, own. Well, that was me until last year. Right, I mean, my right. in-laws were in California right. for, I mean, the first nine years of our relationship. They just moved out here recently. Um, my parents are in Texas. And so I mean, I always joke that your family became my family because, I mean, I would go to Thanksgiving with you guys. Like when I was in town, I just didn't have any family. And so even when I had all my little babies, I can remember. And, and, you know, I had Jeremy had some siblings out here, but I always felt like they had their own children. They were in the in the trenches right, too the like I can't right. put anything on them like mm-hmm. and we didn't have the money to hire you know hire babysitters or childcare or anything and so I can remember being like man like I wish I had family yeah. here like in-laws adults yes right. to to help or give me a break or something and so it was it is a huge blessing having Jeremy's family here more um but in another way, I feel like it has opened the family up to more conflict in a way right. that we never have had to deal with because now um, we're dealing with, again, scheduling and all the things that, and just so many opinions and different totally. opinions. And let me ask you that too. Are both are your families similar in how openly they communicate? Oh, do you no, understand what I'm They're saying? They're so different. Okay, so yes, I come from a family of girls, f- five girls, and then George comes from a family of six boys and then two girls. Oh and my gosh. the two girls are very separate and like what they're like 15 years apart almost. And so um and so we have a super younger sister and then you know almost 40-year-old sister. So that sister just keeps right in there with the boys and she speaks her mind is just one of them. It's crazy. So literally from an all-boy family to an all-girl family, you can just imagine the yeah. extreme of like how different we are and how different at the beginning it was. I remember coming into this family dynamic and I probably didn't even like speak up for probably the first 18 months at like a Sunday dinner or family event. No, I just kind of sat with George and listened and nodded and laughed and like it was so hard to interject, even though I feel like I'm kind of a loud, like, Oh, yeah. Voice. You are a presence in a room, uh, well, for I, sure. Well, even though I feel like I can carry my own, sometimes with those boys, I just couldn't. Like, not at the beginning. I could not. I, I think I was intimidated. I'm going to sound stupid. I'm not going to be funny. I'm not going to make sense. That stuff. And then it's just literally to get it out. There oh are gosh. so many loud voices. And be up to, like, three or four years ago, all of them lived here. So yeah. you can only imagine how a Sunday night dinner would go. And they all had kids. So we're like talking 20, 25 kids back then running around and six brooding men literally just oh talking, about, just like over dinner. It was just like out of a movie. It is. But then finally, you know, I totally got comfortable and I was myself and I would like just get in there and go crazy too. Yes. And I can love that about them. They, that family does not carry grudges. They don't, they can tease and poke and they don't take it to heart. Nothing is taken too seriously. And in a way I can totally oh, yeah. appreciate that. Appreciate that. I like love that like f- fact about them. Well, that's such a man's perspective. Yes. Right. So it's right. kind of telling that there's more men in that family yes. because and, well, a man then, is that way. You can only imagine how my family can be with five oh, girls. Yeah. Then there is more of a little bit of emotion. sensitivity and emotion and seriousness taken with like words and thought and things like that. So I think me and my sisters have done a good job at staying like true to ourselves, but being friends and, you know, blending together, but then also like, you know, trying to like keep a family unit strong and never being too, but like we're girls. So it is just like, sometimes we can like, you know, hurt each other's feelings or piss each other off and make each other mad about something here and there. And then, you know, we usually are good about not, I feel like if, if one, I don't know, but then I'm going to say, I feel like if one side's going to brush something under the rug, it might be more mine, but actually I don't know if that's true because the boys, they don't like addressing serious things head on. Yes. I was going to say it totally depends on what it is. It is right. Like I remember when my father-in-law had cancer and the boys like could not grasp like they just were like in such denial. denial. Like they could not yeah. take it like 
the, I think the minute that crack would have opened, they all just would have been basket cases. So instead they like never like looked at it in the eyes of what it really was. And I, I always just remember, and that was like the first like five, six years we were married. So I remember being like, what the heck is happening? Boys slow down. Like this is real. Your dad has cancer and I wanted it to be handled so differently, but they, they handled it the way they wanted to. And they did. And luckily he went into remission and everything was okay and he's very healthy but like it was just interesting to watch a group of men handle a situation where us girls would have been up in arms like planning a schedule like thinking of a system how we see dad every other day someone's there for mom bringing in meals every night like it would have been a totally different thing and I remember a whole lot of conflict between you and George during that time oh yeah because you out of care for your father-in-law you were like honey you need to get this going. You yeah, need to we need be to proactive. slow down. Like, yeah. look at what's going oh, on. I what if we like? What if heaven forbid we lose him or something? Like, you guys will never forgive yourselves for just treating it so lightly. But here we are with the coronavirus, and the boys are still just jokes and jabs. That's just how they work, and I think they process things. and And I've come to learn that. And and I actually, it's interesting because only in like the last day or two is George really kind of stopped to be like, "Wow, this is getting really crazy." And so to hear him say that, I just know it's like a next level finally yeah but yeah boys and girls are so different that's a perfect example though between my two sides in how we're dealing with the coronavirus right um my family well my family my mom's in the medical profession um my dad is in transportation so obviously they're like a critical industry right now and they're taking it hyper seriously like very seriously and we're a smaller family unit too you know right um and we're a family-owned business. So like there's people they're responsible for employees, things Mm -hmm. like that. So they're taking it very seriously. And not to say that my in-laws are not. Well, and I think it's like to what you're, to what extent you're exposed to, like your father's like on the front lines, like dealing with a bunch of customers and employees to care for. Trying to get shelves stocked. Whereas your father-in-law's retired and just kind of at home, not experiencing what is happening. Right. And so I, I think it's hard for my mind to kind of reconcile the two. I know such differences such differences without being you know let's be honest when I feel like maybe people are not taking it quite as seriously as they need to I just want to step in and start giving people statistics and facts here this is what's going on but then it's like no Sarah you can't do that like they have their choice they get to make their decisions of how they live their life and and all the things and but again when it comes to our spouses that's where a lot of conflict can happen because I'm kind of putting on him like you need to step up. Yes. So anyway, it's just so interesting. It gets so sticky. But again, let me reiterate, we are so fortunate. Oh, we know. And we do. We love. And the thing is, when we were saying we, this is tricky, but we all, the funny thing is our parents have in-laws and like we've grown up watching them have their struggles. And I could speak my mind many times about things with my mother and my father and I knowing the extent. So that's the thing. And it's like, and both, and both George's parents, I mean, they have in-laws and it's a good, and it just fluctuates. It's not good and bad. It just fluctuates in like adjusting. And specifically to our mother-in-laws, we have angel mother-in-laws. Like literally we do. They are both they're very similar weirdly yeah, they, enough. they are they they're very um, similar I think and about that all the they time. are beyond selfless and all the things they just and love 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 yeah. to spend time with their grandchildren and yeah. to serve and they're just they we are so lucky um would you say that you're do you think Jeremy is a mama's boy would you define no. him like as like no. one to count on his mom no rely on her uh, approval or opinion I like think I mean there's a lot of men out there that yeah. are very yeah attached to no, their mother. in a weird way I very much communicate with his parents or his mother more than he does yeah, yeah. Um, I think he tries to stay in touch with his dad um, just because they have similar interests and things like that about UFC and politics or whatever. They kind of talk about things like that. But no, I mean, there have been times where I have literally had to kind of like text his mom like, hey, he's going through a hard time right now, you know, FYI, you know. Um, and I I stay in touch with her a lot. But no, he's really not. He's a pleaser. He wants mm-hmm. to please them. Right. And my husband is not very... He, he wants to avoid conflict at all cost. Like he is not one to engage in, like he has to really, really have a lot of built up aggression or um, lot. he has to have a reason to go 
speak his mind. Right. Let's right, say that. Right. Um, his family is very different from how you ex- describe George's. There's not that open dialogue mm-hmm. as much. Um, not that, not to say that they don't speak their mind and, and definitely some siblings do more than others. Right. But I think they were kind of raised with that. If you can't say nice, don't say anything at all. Yes. Right. And they very much a black, they do, they that. do right, that. Right. Yeah. And gonna... so they kind of swallow their feelings a lot if there's any sort of conflict and, you know, which I've had trouble with in the past because I feel like when you do that, you just, those feelings don't go away. Right. They just build up and they accumulate and more and more and more. And, and when those don't get resolved, it's just so damaging. It can be so damaging to like to relationships and, and it it just just, adds distance and like a strain. And then you don't even know why the strain is there because you never addressed it. Oh my God. I mean, let's be honest. There is so much so much dysfunction in extended families and it's like I mean there's like I just think of like my parents families and like I don't even know because my parents are like some of the most solid like normal great people yeah but yet some of their family situations and my extended family situations are so dysfunctional you would just never think and I'm just like and that's where I feel like you've got to communicate communication is like key and if something is like resting on your like heart or your mind heavy like you just almost have to address it and maybe how you go about it is the key but like if you don't I think there's just internal damage that happens in the long run and it just it's just heartbreaking and see my family is very different like I would say we're not one to like like George's family's joking all the time and stuff like that. Right. But we definitely communicate. Like when, when stuff's going on, especially my mother and us kids. And, yeah, and keep yeah. in mind, I only have a, one brother. We're a smaller family unit. Um, and my mom is very unfiltered, which I appreciate. Yeah. I love that about yeah. her. Um, and we, I mean, there have been multiple times I can count even in the past year where we kind of explode a little bit and we get our feelings out and we say what we're thinking and we cry and we laugh and we hug it out and all the things. And to me, that's kind of needed. So and healthy it, to me, it's healthy, but you know, I, whereas if I let feelings build up and she lets feelings build up or whatever, that, that can just be so damaging over time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. So it's been hard. It's been very hard for me over the past 10 years to kind of adjust and to realize my way's not better. It's just what I'm used to. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like I, I am in no way allowed or um, I, I, I'm, I don't need to go and impose my way on this family. You know what I mean? I married into it. I love this man and I need to adjust. I've put right. it on myself. Like I'm only going to be happy if I make myself happy and I choose to be happy and I see the good in all of these people because they are such wonderful people, all of them. It's just that we're all raised differently. You know what I mean? I know. And that's like, yeah, that's really what it comes down to. You're just used to something your way and he's used to his way and it's like finding your way together, like what you want to. And I think like, I don't know, there's been so many things along along the way again way 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 that it's like where you find like George loved going to Mexico I loved going to California even silly things like that Sundays were super like family oriented day and quiet and his family was all about you know backyard baseball and football games on TV Mm -hmm. and so it's like just finding the common ground of like okay well that's what you did that's what I did what are we doing how are we going to treat this and I think that is key to managing in-law relationships is you and and your partner have got to be on the same page. Yes. And you have to have a united front. Yes. More importantly, when it you, comes to conflict, you two have to be on the same page. And you never, ever, ever, ever want to feel like he's picking, not picking, but like siding with his family or his mother or his parents over you. That is like, oh man, ooh, just saying it makes me like my, I know. my chest burn. Like the idea of that. Uh, I mean, is so aggravating and, and, but there it's, it happens. It happens a lot. And there's a lot of instances it can happen. Yes. I've never actually had that happen to me, but funny enough, we talked about love is blind on, um, on a previous episode and spoiler alert, stop listening now if you want to see this live, but, um, Burnett and Amber end up together. And after she meets the family, 
it's very clear that she's a lot for that family. She's very outgoing, kind of crazy. They're very reserved and, you know, as suburban as it gets. And she says to him, hey, when I have a conflict with your family, it's going to, you know, she's like, it's going to happen. Who are you going to pick? Are you going to pick me or your mom? And he's like, I don't know. (gasps) I'm not there yet. Yeah. I, I was I'm at like, the part where the whoa. brother's like, this is forever. Yeah, can yeah. you do this? But, but she already sees it. She's yeah, like, she I can sees. already see that I'm a lot for them. And I'm not, I can't change who I am. And there's going to be some conflict. Oh, yeah. And she's already calling him out on it. And he doesn't know. He's Jeez. such a mama's. Yes. Like he's, he wants to please his family so much. Right. He wants that approval. I was like, and, whoa. And that is such a true thing. Like, you know, when you get into a relationship or a marriage, you still have that like soft spot. Like no matter what, even though like I am a thousand percent team George, obviously in every oh, way, yeah. you will always have that soft spot for like mom and dad, their approval, they're okay. And it, I mean, in every way. And, and George would like probably say, no, I don't, no way. I don't care what they think. But George would say that, but I'm like, no, I know you do. I do. And he knows that I care. Oh, yeah. He knows that I care so much of like, do they think this is a good thing? Are oh, they yeah. proud of this? Or this is a bad thing? What are they doing? And I wish so much that like, I could like suppress that more than I could oh, do already. But I do, I can't. It's just like ingrained in me. And he is a little bit more of like a, a free solid spirit like that where it's like, okay, mom, I'm sorry. Like he, he this is what I'm doing or whatever, whatever oh, it is. I don't even know what I, that feels like. I know. I know. I yeah. still seek approval from my parents at yeah. 34 years old. Yeah, I know. No, I actually really. I'm eye rolling right I now. I know. Eye rolling. Still. At, when will that ever end? We're like in our mid thirties. Um, no, I laughed at um, because I like loved again, spoiler really quick on Love is Blind because I, it did tie in. I thought about this. It's Kenny and what's her name? Kenny and, oh, yeah. what's Kenny and Kelly. Kelly, when they're like four parents met and like how perfect that was, I was like, this is perfect. I don't know how it ends. I don't know if they're together or what yet, like it married was. or not. It was but sweet. they were like totally cute. I was could not believe how perfect that all like worked out. And they out. said it perfectly it so that sweet. like when you marry a, a man or a woman, like you're, you're marrying, marrying your family. family. And exactly. how great is it if they can get along? Get along you know? and that you're just like, you like them and mm-hmm. that they're a good vibe. And I mean, you always like them at first and then you really get to know them. And there's a lot of things that keep coming out over the years. But the fact is, if you have like, you know, normal, happy for you, kind, good mm-hmm. people, you can make it work. You oh, can't. You can always make it work. Absolutely. And I think more than anything again it's like being on the same page with your spouse setting some boundaries for yourself like you don't have to go to mom and dad and be like here's the boundaries you can't do that right but But like between between you and your spouse no yeah just be like hey let's I I don't know like if you have one who visits too much or whatever we, we don't have that problem but you know what I mean right Making yeah. sure that you have enough like family yeah. unit time, you're not too dependent on right. extended family or grandparents or anything like that, that you're your own unit and that you are setting that like boundary. Um, so I have to ask you is it, what I also think is an interesting parallel to like how we grew up is like how we obviously are parenting as, as, as parents now, mom and yeah. dad. Yeah. And now, and how he was raised this way and I was raised this way. I, one thing that I find is that George was raised much more like relaxed and like in more of like a trusting situation. Like right. he never had a curfew and it was like they, he kind of could do what he wanted. It, That's it so different parents, from you, which was extremely opposite of like, I had a curfew. They had to know where I was every day of every minute. Like they, you know, it was like, if you broke curfew, you're grounded. I don't think George has ever been grounded in his life. <gasps> like never. Oh, never. Oh my God. And so for us to kind of find like a common ground of like what we want to implement and what's too lenient or too strict. And, and really, again, it's funny because I was very raised really strict and he was raised more but lenient. But be honest. Hold on. We want more of a middle. That's what I was going to say. Be honest. Do you feel like because you were raised that way, you're kind of going not opposite from that, but you're kind of are yeah. you parenting no, the same? Do you no, think? No, I feel like I feel like I will not be as strict on my as my parents. Um, but I you do see think benefit. It's a, I do think it's a child by child, yeah, case by case situation, and I do I do already see that in the different personalities of my kids. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like there is a point of like in in the young adult like teenage years that you have to like kind of just like trust your child and trust that you taught you them well them. and you've raised them yeah. and let them have a little bit of room. And, um, cause I think if you micromanage and really just like helicopter over every little inch of their lives, right. they do 
not rebel, but they do re- resent you, yeah. and they do like it's bo- it bothers. Yeah. But again, it's each child. Whereas George, like he had like he could just not come home at night almost in high school, really to a point of like, well, rolling at one o'clock, whatever. I'm at friends, but he like never did a bad thing in his That's life. That's what I was. He was say. out playing like you know like throwing oranges at each other in the orchards and like swimming at his yeah. friends till two in the morning. Right, and then he came home. Yeah, and you know, and then you know, half the time he got locked out, and he have to climb up through his window. And he's like, oh, I'm home. I'm safe, whatever. But like he just had this like fun, like goofy, you know, go hot tub and then we go whatever. And don't you feel like kind of what you're talking about? Do you feel like you have a lot of marriage conflict because of parenting? Oh, well, let's be honest. Like your approaches to parenting. Well, let's be honest. Subconsciously, it eternally affects you. And if it's like almost like, what do you call that after war? What's that called? With, um... You're scarred from war. Post-traumatic stress. Yeah, I don't know if it's like post-traumatic. like PTSD. Like, yeah, PTSD. Like, oh, I experienced it this way and I don't want to do that to my kids. Yeah. Or it, it, like seriously, or or if it's more of like that worked well. Like, right. I don't even know. Like, I mean, my parents or did Or even if you're five. not even thinking about that. But if it's like you just instinctively, you parent a certain way and right. instinctively he parents right. a certain way. Yeah, exactly. And it's exactly. different. And it's funny because I almost see us being opposite. Him being more of like, not strict, but like coming in more as like, and I can sometimes be the pushover easygoing because maybe again, subconsciously, I was so managed. I wanted, I just don't want to do that to my children you as say much. that in certain ways though I remember when you were sleep training and you wanted to be the role and voice enforcer and, and like George, and George is the soft heart and George is a soft heart he is it you're right you're so right. isn't that funny it's just yeah. we each have our different parts yeah George is the one that would get up and like literally like feed the kids yogurt yeah. in the middle of the night yeah. when I'm like don't freaking take them out of their beds I'll never forget and I, that oh, I mean and he's just like a pushover yeah. they want to come crawl in he's like scoots over and I'm like get out yes. yeah and I'm so it's like yeah he it's it's weird yeah I contradict myself in everything I'm saying because it's just like no I think we in, just in different Literally, we ping pong back and forth of, and I guess that's and that's parenting. We both play the part of different things. And Jeremy and I are very much the same. It depends on how I'm feeling. And no, who was more or about the same for you guys? I think we were about the same. I think there was a lot of trust, um, not a ton of rules. I mean, obviously, we had certain rules. No, I feel like on um, like a spiritual level, our families were very similar. Like. Yeah. you know how oh, strict so things were right and, and we just kind of lucked out in that regard I didn't know that going in I think as I've gotten to know his childhood more and like them now I think there's a lot of similarities yeah and yeah it's helped obviously just because I feel like and I'll I'll be honest Jeremy is not a very um <laughs> proactive parent like he will kind of let things just kind of go and build up and like like if there's a fight brewing he'll just kind of let it play out a little bit or with who a fight with the kids, our kids you? Yeah. yeah or if like there's a bad behavior he sees he might not address it on the first go he'll yeah. kind of you know what I'm saying whereas I'm like out. I'm overly um aggressive with parenting right and which is weird because I've kind of I had a wonderful childhood you guys like my parents were amazing and they trusted me a lot I'm a lot like George I had no curfew I mean I I don't know but again I was a really good kid um but I've kind of gone the other way it's weird Mm -hmm. I'm almost a I'm more control. I know I am. I'm so much more controlling and scheduled and everything than I ever was raised to be it's very bizarre oh I can even just think the other night I mean Tristan was over at his friend's house and it's like getting late and he's only in fourth grade and I'm like he should really be home but in my mind I'm like oh he's happy he's content I'm content okay Whereas like my parents would have been like, oh, it's 830. You're home. That's I mean, how we're I like am. leaning into like 10 o'clock yeah. and he's still at his friend's house. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, but really I should be like pumping. He's a 10 year old. He needs to be home. But his friends, his parents, friends were OK with it. And I'm like, he's happy hanging out. OK, no, I think and it's I'm fine. like, but is it that weird? But I just yeah. think of that out loud. And he's literally 10. Imagine what it's going to be like when he's 16. And I'm like, oh, it's oh, it's like 1130. Yeah. I just watch my show. He's having fun. Okay, right. I know where he's at. No, uh, sure. Stay. Yeah. <laughs> 
that's how I was raised. I'm laughing out loud. I know, which is so, again, yeah. the opposite of me. Yeah. I would have to be like, oh my gosh, you guys, I, we got to get in the car now or I'm going to be late. We have like, oh my gosh, we have minutes. Like, I've, we got to go. Like, you know, thinking of, like by the second of I where know. I have to be when. And that's so different. It's so interesting. Oh my gosh. So well, crazy. Um, yes. I just think you guys we I want to say it again we love our in-laws so much but we just thought it would be so funny to kind of talk about it because we are obviously spending a whole lot of time with our family lots of family time and and um it's just such a huge subject but I I do want to say overall I think it's just important to keep your cool like if you need to cool off at some point, if like you're in a disagreement or something, keep your cool, keep a perspective. Remember that you're with them forever. Yes. Like, I mean, put that perspective of like, like it's like one conversation or one issue. Don't let it like do long-term damage. It's not And like worth just it. see through it and just like address it if you need to in a way, in a loving way. And like, but uh, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. You are exactly right. You are marrying into a family. We already have done that. We're married to a family and this is forever. So we've got to keep that like perspective. Very true. Very true. Okay. Let's jump in really quick. Cause man, we talked, we talked for a while about that. I know. A lot longer Such a heavy subject. Um, <laughs> it so is. Um, let's talk about Marco Polo. Yeah. Um, it's this is an app. It's been around for years now. Probably like five years at least. Now. Five? Yeah. No, I think I've like literally I can go back to no. some of my first polos. Shut up. Okay, keep talking. I'm gonna go look. Oh, and, she's gonna I'm, go I'm verify. Gonna look. Okay, look. Marco Polo, you guys, is a so I guess it's a networking app, um, but it's a video chat app that I was kind of resistant to getting on for a while, but I have adapted it with my friends and now some of my family, and I love it. We we all love it. Well, we love it, um, especially we can re- recommend it during this time of like quarantine. I think it's going to be an awesome tool if you don't already have it to stay in touch and stay connected with friends and family near or far. Yeah. Um, 2016, so four oh, years. Wow, that shocks me. Um, so- what it is, it's a lot like FaceTime, except you're recording a video message yes. between like a private chat or a group chat, and you can kind of watch it and do it on your own time. And that's what I like about it. It's not like you're forced to FaceTime at that moment. Right, exactly. That's um, what I love. Yeah. It's, it's kind, kind of, of cool. like leaving like a voicemail, but a virtual one for each other and being able to like talk and say your piece and whatever you want. And you can talk as short or as long. But then I like that on the other end, I, you know, when, when someone calls calls me and I'm like in the dish Ugh. doing the dishes and the Caleb's worst. screaming at me because he didn't get the the red cup for dinner and da, 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 I don't want to answer the call but like I love that when I jump in the car to drive to the gas station I can listen to my message in peace and reply in peace and like have a moment and be able to catch up and so yeah I yeah I I've loved it we've been using it with our group of friends for probably at least two years now mm-hmm. and I think it's such a good way to stay connected even through your inner day like yeah. like even before the quarantine I feel like I got to know people and like their home dynamic and seeing their kids throughout the day oh it's very it's, real life it's very real life and I I love that because I feel like you really do connect it's yeah. not just like a hey how are you doing give me a call back when you can bye right, right. it's like you're there you know what's going on with your friends a word of caution when it comes <laughs> I know. to Marco the stress with Marco though <laughs> No, I'm not going where you think I'm going. Oh, I know what you think I'm going to say. What are you going to say? Is I have gotten myself into some situations with Marco Polo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And yes. here's the thing, you guys. After using it for a while, you get very comfortable on Marco Polo. Yeah. And you just kind of say and record what comes to mind. Well, because you're actually having no response you to you. You have no response. So it's no you're, filter. Like you're it's looking, like you can say what you want. You're yes, talking to yourself. You're looking and talking to yourself. Yeah. There is no feedback and I've gotten into a pickle or two, okay? Um <laughs> by maybe saying some things that I wouldn't have said if it face to face. Face to face. If you were face to face, right? right. That's I'm a just good point be though. That's a good point. So Mind your manners. 
Yeah. Um, maybe listen back to what you record. Yeah. And press or, the delete or, or, button. Or take a deep uh, You a can deep delete breath. them. Yeah, you can delete them or FYI. take a deep breath before you start yeah. and think yes. through something. Yes. Think through your thoughts before you really want to say yes, it. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah. You need to think. Compose yourself. Think, think <laughs> Don't before speak you in the respond. heat of the moment. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because you can get into a pickle. The other thing that you were about to say. Yes, I was going to say the stress of like the little red number that yes. can p- climb up very quickly yes when you get on a group chat on Marco Polo it's very easy to get behind yeah and And it is like especially for her who's working and then she'll come back after lunch and it's like (gasps) next level and I get legit anxiety when I see the red dot says more than 12 yeah if I have more than 12 messages that I've missed I'm just like Ugh, I can't deal. Yeah. Whereas I know friends who are like a hundred behind. Yeah. And With, yeah. at that point, yeah. just give up. You know what I, I mean? Know. I know. Um, but anyway, it's a great app. We will post about it this week. We really love it and we use it. And it's a beach ball, right? The app, yeah. The, the icon's little, a beach ball. Right. Yep. It's a little beach ball. It's um, perfect for right now. So yeah. download it. I mean, we've been on a mission to get better filters. Oh on my Marco gosh. Ball. I do not understand it. Snapchat, Instagram has all these fun filters. The filters are terrible. Terrible. We just gave up using them. Yeah. Oh, we totally have. Totally given up. Okay. And then the very last thing we wanted to hit on really quick is our really good friend, Sydney. Um, She's a bestie for sure. She told us about a new book series called um, The Land of Stories. And it's written by Kurt from Glee. Did you watch Glee? No. No, you didn't. It was a okay. show I never watched. I watched it. He he was um, the homosexual character on there, and he was just a I doll. can see his face. Yeah, he had a really kind of baby face. He is the he wrote these books. They're on the New York Times bestselling list, and um, apparently, I have not read them. My children are too young. My oldest barely reads, but she really highly recommended it, and apparently, it's about a brother and sister who kind of gets lost. They fall into a fairy tale land, and- she said that her oldest is just loving it, and his name's Chris Colfer. By yeah, Chris, Chris Colfer. Colfer. Yeah, Colfer. That's right. So, the Land of Stories um, by Chris Colfer. Yeah. You need to check it oh out. Oh my gosh! Right. Yeah. I mean, so just this is like a random question. Like right now, if I wanted to buy those books, what would you do? Would you do Amazon? Would you walk in the store? Like, right. how would you get those books right now? Probably like that's really where I'm at. Like right with a now lot of with coronavirus, right yeah. Amazon is so backed up. So I would backed probably up. go to Barnes and Noble. So run into Barnes and Noble. I guarantee nobody's in there. <laughs> yeah, if, if they're, they're open. open because Home yeah. Goods closed yesterday. Yeah. So I don't yeah. even know if that's where that's the only thing where I'm at right now with like. Well, let me jump on that. Um, Audible. Have you ever used Audible? Oh, it's an Amazon company. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a it's an audio digital book. Books. Digital books. I I just got an email yesterday saying that it's free for children. Oh. Right now, right I now, like specifically, that. and right. it's kind of expensive. Like right. I think I'm paying like fourteen dollars for one book a month. Yeah, and that that's is awesome. huge. That's awesome. And so I thought, hey, maybe your guys, maybe your kids would love to listen to stories. I point. love listening. Well, and I like listening, but it's good for so, them to read too. That's the only oh, thing. Oh, a hundred percent, totally. But if it gets them off the screen and they're cleaning the room or something while they're reading yep. or listening to a book, um, so anyway, that is a. I did get that notice yesterday that, and that's huge, Audible. Tell us about that other app really quick that you were saying, Khan. Yeah, um, Khan Academy. And then again, this is a recommendation from Sydney. Thank you, Sydney. Um, Khan Academy is a great app that I think is free right now as well. Um, It's an educational app that is for iPad and other devices. And I think you can even get it online, like a desktop version. Um, But it's really great. We're using Moby Max at home just because that's what our school uses. And it's very you know, specific to each child. So as things progress with this homeschooling thing, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, we have not heard much from our teachers. Have you? Funny enough, all our teachers called us yesterday, which was really cute. They just wanted to call and say hello, touch, touch base with the kids. One of my teachers started a Facebook group where she's just kind of like saying hello to the kids, yeah. reading books to them. Um, but I know I've heard online schooling's coming in some way. Yeah. I mean, let's be real, guys. I don't think we're going back to school. I don't either. And so. I know Kansas already canceled I, I, which, school. Which blows my yeah. mind. Kansas is the first I mean, just the, the long-term state. effect of all of that. I, I don't even know. I think it's all okay. the seniors. We'll get there. I just, it's crazy. Yeah. We'll so, yeah. So there, um, I mean, some sort of schooling program must be coming for 
yeah, yeah. online. We'll see. Okay, let's um, do our hits and misses. Yep. What's your hit for the week? Okay, my hit was yesterday I actually got a facial which was yes, so fun. I haven't gotten a facial for a little Tell bit. Tell me about Super it. Super random, I know. But um, our girl Paige over at Aloe Aesthetics, who gets, was part of our giveaway, um, she gave me just an awesome, exfoliating, hydrating facial. And I was like nervous she'd have to cancel. And I... I was nervous, but she didn't. It's just a one-on-one. She's in her own suite and she just, it was awesome. So I was just like, I did a little me time for a quick minute yesterday and that was so nice. And I, it was, she was great and I just feel fresh and I, and the thing is you guys, my skin right now is in like a weird flux state. I, I feel like I'm having a little bit of breakouts. I'm still like, I feel like I'm starting to deal with like really worry about the wrinkles. Yeah. Well, and I, I hear a lot of moms saying that, like, I always thought as a kid, for some reason, when you're an adult, you don't have skin problems. You don't have acne. You don't have all of these things. But like, I feel like I hear from a lot of women about skin worries like breakouts and stuff yeah or spots I feel like like I've been dealing more with breakouts in the last like year or two than I have in the last 10 years and I feel like when I was in like the baby stage and pregnant like my skin was really actually pretty good yeah it was and then now here I don't know if the hormones are changing or what's happening I'm really feeling like I have to refigure my skin out and so maybe maybe doing a facial quarterly is worth the investment oh I'm actually thinking more than that even maybe Really? Every like six weeks and she re- rec- recommended some products for me I mean I've tried out many of things in the last probably two years but she recommended a different line so I think I might give it a go the thing is I tend to be dry yeah. I know I don't drink enough water yeah I live in Arizona um and so I think all of those things and you know when you are too dry that can cause breaking out too right so it's this like little like balancing act of literally having enough moisturizing that you don't get too oily and yucky but then not too dried out where you're not like cracking and breaking out either so it's like yeah in middle ground so I'm kind of back to square one and I've been staying for ages we want to have a skin gal on an esthetician just to talk even wrinkles and sun care and the sunspots and all the other things we're all starting to deal with in our 30s and 40s so tell me her name one more time she said get in there she wants to do your face page at al is she in mesa aloe aesthetics she her office is actually right here in off baseline right by soda shop oh so yeah she's she was great so if you do if you're in the area look up aloe aesthetics i'll have to probably i'm calling you page yeah i'm calling you Okay, my hit for the week um, is schooling. And I I said it wasn't Corona related, but I do feel like my kids have been so excited to do the homeschool. Isn't it funny how excited they are? Evelyn is too. And really, I think I have their ages at my, I mean, that's helping me a lot. Yes, because my fourth grader hates life right now. Yeah, I know. I know. But they literally wake up every morning so excited to do their worksheets and and all the stuff. And so one thing I just want to say really quickly that has kept my seven-year-old and my four-year-old very engaged is color by number. Okay. Oh, yes. So for Kate, I do like an addition one that she has to kind of add and get the number and then color. And then for Landon, I I kind of draw the color next to the number and he gets to do and it's like a puzzle that they get to uncover and they've done one every day. They love it. So fun. It keeps them entertained for 30 minutes. So go print out some color by number if you have littles. I would say eight and under. It'll keep them entertained. That's perfect. Yeah. So that's a little little hit for my week. Um, What's your miss um well yesterday when I was leaving the house I ran over Emmett's scooter and it wasn't just oh. like oh you like a scooter you know you think it'd be like just no it was it sounded like I literally like drug a oh. like a an oil can like oh. you know 10 years was it, it was a like razor so, it, it was it's his nice one it's oh. a lot nicer than a razor it was expensive <gasps> but I, the thing is it's metal and it doesn't even look very damaged but I feel like I damaged my car a couple by the things noise. that's what I was gonna say did you were you worried that you ran over a child no I oh. didn't I knew nothing was behind me oh. it's because it's a freaking scooter and it was like flat oh. like I was looking in my rear view and everything I really didn't think a child like I knew everyone oh, was inside and in the sound <laughs> You know, and I was just like, what was that? The next question, did you go beat a child? No, actually (laughs) I didn't because I was already like, I was tight on time, but I did honk my horn and pulled it out and chucked it over by the garbage can. I was like, you guys. And then I was like, and Tristan's like, did you break it? I was like, 
did I break it? Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay, bye. Yeah. And I just got back in the going car and drove away. Peace. And I'm like, <laughs> going to my facial. And I was like, but it was like, because it was laying flat and it must have been literally directly behind my wheels because oh. like my camera didn't even pick it up, like my tire. And I was like, freak kids. Oh. So I don't know. Everything's fine, but it's so typical. I was just like, that I mean, sucks. the kids, you know, are just out and around and doing things that I'm not used to and yes. stupid big metal you know scooter was sitting right behind me but I think everything's okay it didn't scratch my bump or anything but it just sounded so loud I'm like I hope it didn't jab so violent underneath me yeah totally okay well my miss of the week and it's kind of what yours was last week but my I'm not gonna say my diet but my eating okay because I two things I'm a grazer I'm a snacker always have been always will be and I'm a stress eater on top of that too you are yeah, you I are. Feel like I you am. are. You're a comfort. You want it for comfort, comfort eater. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. But when I'm stressed and I'm anxious, I want to be snacking and eating and eating yeah. and eating. And oh my gosh, Lauren, I was just yesterday. I literally I put a post a, a picture of it on Instagram of these chocolate covered marshmallows oh, yeah, at Trader that's Joe's. Right. I killed the whole bag yesterday. Oh. The whole thing because I wasn't stressed. I was just home. They were there. I'm not thinking. I'm eating. And I literally was like, holy crap. I am going to come out of this. Oh, I know. Tell them the memes. Say I know. Them. We're posting this meme today and I we know. just like died laughing. I mean, it's going to be a few days old, but like it was so funny. It. it said, um, what is it? It's I'm coming. Either, I'm coming out of this quarantine. Fifty either. pounds lighter or a hundred pounds heavier. Yeah. Only, Only time, time will tell. tell. <laughs> and it's so true because, like last week, my miss was yeah the diet. I'm like, do I diet? Do I, I not? What do I do? But then we just got word our Mexico trip is canceled today, and I'm like, so who cares? No point. I'm inside with four kids at my my ankles all day long. I'm like, no, no, I do care, but I'm just like, seriously, you guys. But the funny thing about the fifty or hundred is. Like literally oh, yeah. there's going to be no food for us to eat and we're yeah. literally going to like drop yeah. the pounds because yeah. there's no stores open and we have literally nothing in our cupboards or the other end, we're not going outside. Is and all, all you can buy All we food. can do is the grocery yeah. store. So the only joy we find in our day is Trader Joe's it's marshmallow carbs. chocolates. Carbs. Like, huh, huh. What else? Come and me. I can't go to the movies. I can't breathe. I can't do anything. Because, Lauren, let's be real. We don't drink. I so know, we, we eat. don't drink. <laughs> so we're going to be eating our faces off. Oh. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. It's been my miss. And I'm like, I got to get a handle on this. This is not cool. Like, not cool. I not can't cool. not fit in all my pants when we come out of this. You know, know. what I mean? I know. Anyway, oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Well, this was a fun one. Yeah, some fun um, things. Hey, just FYI, Onward comes out on Disney Plus on April 4th. Already? Well, it's Corona Because Corona? Oh, yeah. Oh. No, it's going to the movie theaters. They're all tanking. Oh, it was still out in the movie. Yeah, yeah. it came out like two a week ago. Yeah, it did. You're right. The brand okay. new Disney movie. I'm sorry. I'm so that's that. exciting. That but awesome. I think probably everything in theaters will probably be going to a streaming device. Whoa. I mean, how else are people going to watch movies? Yes. Interesting. So, probably. Okay, good to know. All right, guys. Well, we'll be back next Monday with a hot, fresh, juicy new episode. Yeah, we'll make it juicy. Yeah, we are. We're going to try really hard. Out fun. Yes, to bring you the funny, relatable stuff. And um, like I said, if you like what we're doing and you like what you're hearing, please, please, please share us with your friends. Share us on social media. And make sure to tag us so we see it and we can thank you and all the things. Um, you can find us at the Mom Boys Podcast. And um, as always, go make sure you hit that subscribe button. Okay, we will see you next Monday. Bye-bye. Thanks, later.